Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. My name is Patty. You know, the podcast started in January of 2021. So we have uh, many weeks of podcasts. You can scroll back and listen to ones that you would like to listen to over again. Or if you're um, a newcomer to the podcast, you can go back and listen to some of the old ones if you'd like. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. Our address is 106 South Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. And our website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. We get a lot of calls here at the shop. And a woman called the shop because she said, well, I'm headed for gallbladder surgery because I have so many quote unquote stones, um, but only wanted to get rid of the kidney stones. What would I recommend? Well, actually I would recommend a consultation. I am not an allopathic herbalist. I don't do a pill for an ill or, you know, give me <clears throat> one or two bottles of herbs for kidney stones. Um, we put people on programs here. And then when the body heals, it heals. You can't get rid of one thing and keep one thing that you're on the way to get removed. So healing is healing. But here's the thing about the gallbladder. It's accused of being at the scene of the crime when really it's the liver. It's one of the most profound ironies, well, there are a lot of them, but this is just another one, of prevailing drug medicine that there is no concept of liver detox among liver specialists. Treatment of most liver diseases is in the, hand, the hands of gastroenterologists and hepatologists, and it's confined to the use, uh, use of immune suppressive therapies such as steroids, chemotherapy drugs, large doses of interferon or other whatever, or liver transplants. Otherwise, medical text recommends supportive treatment, which is a euphemism for symptom suppression with drugs. In most people with nutritional, digestive, immune, and heavy metal toxicity disorders, liver blood tests are also often considered within normal li limits, and no attempt is made to recommend nutritional, herbal, or natural detox therapies. In contrast to gastroenterologists and internists, herbalists, nearly all develop an abiding lifelong interest in this organ. Uh, mine started pretty much as a child when I realized that uh, redheads seem to have liver problems. Um, <clears throat> so why do herbalists develop a, an abiding lifelong interest in the organ? Because the use of liver-friendly nutrients, herbs, and liver detox is our core strategy, one of them. Um, we recognize the clinical benefits of liver detox therapies, not only people with known liver diseases, but also with immune nutritional or digestive disorders. The, the liver is the 
a major detoxifying organ, but it's also an organ of digestion. And it's also immune, an immune organ. There are actually little um, blue immune cells in the liver. A specialist um, might view uh, my description as inferior, but I say it's superior. I say the medical profession has the inferior uh, approach. The liver has a guardian angel, the bowel. A doctor actually said that. He continued to say that his work in surgery, pathology, and integrative medicine over four decades, well, he was a pathologist, he examined more than 14,000 biopsies, 5,000 stomach biopsies, and over 2,000 liver biopsies. I would say he's qualified to speak about that, wouldn't you? He cared for over 10,000 of his patients with chronic health disorders. He realized some individuals recovered from chemical and microbiologic liver in injury expeditiously, while others developed long-lasting liver disorders. He also recognized people who did not recover from um, their liver disorders, or they had long-lasting liver disorders, suffered from allergies to mold, food, um, prolonged bowel transit time, increased bowel permeability, and altered gut microbiome. He, those observations led him to conclude that a robust alimentary tract guards the liver against liver injury. He further emphasized that the bowel-liver dynamic uh, underscores the importance of undertaking measures to restore bowel ecology. Why? Because, as he uh, noted, we live in an age of toxic food, toxic environment. Uh, I say we live in a chemical soup, 90,000 chemicals, and toxic thoughts. These toxicities create a state of molecular and cellular burnout. So, his, um, and we know that the liver bears the brunt of these toxicities. His quote is, for that reason, I consider it essential to diligently assess the health of the liver in all my patients with chronic and subacute disorders and recommend a robust liver detox program to serve my overarching goal of restoring oxygen homeostasis. You know, I honestly couldn't agree with him more but our programs include liver, um, but they include other things too. So if you would like to get yourself on a program, um, <clears throat> please call the shop, make an appointment. I just read a uh, quote from a woman who um, in, the, in the 90s, I think it was 80s, 90s, 70s, whatever, or all that time, she, uh, paid attention to everything she ate. She only ate organic. She never ate um, a sweet, and she so loves chocolate and uh, cookies and cupcakes, but she never, ever, ever ate those things. She did everything that she thought she was supposed to do, uh, and then she died. And then she came back. She was dead for 45 minutes. She came back. 
she vowed to honor her soul and not live in fear. She realized that everything that she did was because of fear. We don't do anything out of fear. If you look at your motivation for doing something and it's fear, probably maybe reconsider. Um, <clears throat> I have some examples of kind of what I call herd mentality. And this is a Louisiana doctor who has resor resorted to showing patients a list of ingredients in Twinkies, reminding those who are skeptical about the makeup of vaccines that everyday products have lots of quote-unquote safe additives that no one really understands. Okay, there, there's his first mistake. They're not safe additives. When patients tell Dr. Vincent Shaw they don't want the COVID-19 vaccine because they don't know what's going into their bodies, well, fair enough, he pulls up the ingredient list for a Twinkie. Look at the back of the package, Shaw, a family physician in Baton Rouge, Louisiana says. Tell me you can pronounce everything on the back of that package because I have a chemistry degree and I still don't know what that is, end quote. He also commonly hears patients tell him they haven't done enough research about the vaccines. Rest assured, he tells them, the vaccine developers have done their homework. Um, yeah, he's like wrong. Another explanation left him speechless. Well, his, his explanations leave me kind of speechless. Um, he says that the patient couldn't understand why they were given this for free because humanity in and of itself is not nice and people aren't nice and nobody would give anything away. So there's no such thing as inherent good nature of man. And I have no comeback for that, he says. I do. It's actually correct. Um, there, it's not a um, wonderful thing that people are doing by giving away vaccines. It's actually a criminal thing. It's evil and nefarious. Uh, furthermore, he says, people who get sick with mild cases insist that they have natural immunity. No, you're not Superman or Superwoman, he tells them. Did this man actually go to some kind of school? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, does he understand how the immune system works? So I would actually like to tell him how the immune system works. Okay, another, it's a Dallas ER doctor, baffled at how he's lost all credibility with anti-vaccine patients. Dr. Stu Kaufman has patients tell him they are scared about vaccine side effects. They don't trust the regulatory approval process and raise disproven concerns that the vaccine will harm their fertility. They're not disproven. They're actually um, out there if you want to find them. They do harm fertility. They do result in miscarriages. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Stu Kaufman says the most unexpected thing someone told him with was that there was actually poison in the mRNA vaccine, a baseless rumor that originated online. Online, um, You know, actually those chemicals are poison for the body. He is confounded by the pushback. If you have a gunshot wound or a stab wound or you're having a heart attack, 
you want to see me in the emergency department, he said. But as soon as we start talking about a vaccine, all of a sudden I've lost all credibility. These vaccines aren't studied. They're not proven. Um, they were approved for emergency use, which means there were no clinical trials. If you got a vaccine, you're part of the clinical trial. So um, it's going on now. CNBC says it could impact your life if you're not if you don't get the vaccine. Um, how? Well, you can't go to restaurants or concerts or travel. I say no problem. I will happily stay home and eat the food in my kitchen and create my own concerts. Um, my, um, they also say 97% of hospitalizations are unvaxxed people. Well, my sources say that almost that percentage has had at least one vaccine. And then um, the biggest thing that came out in the past week was, it's a headline, study confirms vaccine immunity wanes after two months. You know, if you think a vaccine is going to confer immunity, uh, for your body, I would uh, think again. And, you know, the, the pandemic that no one wants to talk about is actually cancer. And I've heard stories of people who were cancer, quote unquote, cancer free, got the COVID vaccine and their cancer came roaring back. Well, why? Because all the chemicals shake hands and have a party, I guess. Um, but the first thing we want to do is stop poisoning ourselves. The underlying cause of our vulnerability to viral infection from, you know, whatever variant and beyond or flu. And, you know, I, I said thank you for all the people who tell us that we can get our flu shot and our COVID shot all in the same um, one fell swoop. Yeah, think about putting all those toxins in your bodies. And I have a friend who I actually met in ninth grade, um, never had a history of seizures, got both vaccines and had a seizure, or had a series of seizures actually. So or did it cause it? I don't know, but she never had a history of seizures before, but I don't know and she doesn't care. So <clears throat> anyway, if we um, wanna find the real culprit behind the pandemic, we have to look at the various factors that degrade our immune systems, the same ones that degrade our livers and all, all the other systems in our bodies, um, which greatly increases the risk of dying or having serious complications we know that the vast majority of deaths from COVID-19 are people with comorbidities such as high blood pressure, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, chronic respiratory disease, immune compromised status, cancer already. Um, they have, there were comorbidities or other conditions listed on death certificates of 95% of COVID-19 deaths. So, in short, it's the pervasive constant exposure to toxic stressors in our environment, 
our stress, fear, and worry. Don't watch things that stress you out or make you worried. <laughs> Someone said to me recently, I was watching a TV show and they were shooting people and people were, you know, was, he finally said to himself, why am I watching this? Yay! You know, figure out you shouldn't um, watch stuff that causes you any kind of distress. Now, I would have to say, as a society, I think we're a little um, immune to that the terrible stuff because it's pervasive, but not everybody. Anyway, <clears throat> um, the li it's your lifestyle. Look at your lifestyle. Do you uh, drink alcohol? Do you smoke? Do you have a poor diet of processed foods and sugar and refined grains? Do you not get enough sleep? Do you take pharmaceutical drugs? Um, more than half the adults, 65 and older, 54%, report taking four or more prescription drugs. Well, I want to talk directly to those people because you can look at the side effects of all of the different drugs. You can go and uh, search engine, Bing, Google, your prescription drugs, and <clears throat> find all of the nasty effects. But there's really no place that you can go to see what's going to happen if I put all those together in my body. Not wonderful things are going to happen. And then we have biotoxins like mold and bacteria and viruses and environmental exposures to things like endocrine disruptors, radiation, Wi-Fi, heavy metals, um, fine particulate matter, and psycho psychosocial factors like depression and stress. So, you know, let's figure out what our susceptibility is. And I can pretty much guarantee you, because it's uh, been what I've been about for a really long time, that if you eat good food, plant-based organic diet, and you have to eat organic because um, we don't need the uh, phthalates and all that stuff that is in the other food. And for heaven's sakes, do not eat something genetically modified. I remember a long time ago, well, maybe this goes back not that long ago, 10 or 15 years, uh, a friend of mine said, oh, I'll eat a genetically modified apple. It's the same thing as the regular apple. And I was completely horrified, um, but speechless once again. Okay, I have some kind of good news. Uh, this was in the news that nutritional supplements are beneficial in acute illness. B vitamins reduce chances of stroke. How do they do that? They help break down the inflammatory factor homocysteine by metabolizing into essential beneficial substances in the body. Anyway, it was a control group, 8,513 participants. Um, the B group was far less likely to die of stroke, heart attack, or circulatory events. Next headline, curcumin complementary treatment in COVID. Cur curcumin has anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antiviral, anti-clotting, um, what else is it? It uh, helps with blood sugar. It just does a lot of things. 
Anyway, it's they say it's a promising candidate for uh, treating COVID-19. Those in compared to placebo, those in the curcumin group re recovered sooner from fever, cough, sore throat, and breathlessness, and deteriorated less while in the hospital. So that's a good thing. And vitamin C prevents frailty. You know what else prevents frailty? Stopping blood pressure medication. Um, a head of the nursing, she's a CNO or whatever that is. It's a chief nursing officer of a very large hospital and her father's in his mid 80s, 85 or 86 very very frail very very she said it was just unbelievable and i kind of talked her into because um, i hate to see people suffer and she's the head of her father's um, medical treatment anyway uh, they took her, him off the blood thinner and the blood pressure medication and and he is no longer frail well, I say add some vitamin C to that. Um, this is a study that doctors measured frailty, <clears throat> which includes measures of cognition, health status, independent living, nutrition, mood, bodily and physical functions. Vitamin C levels were low or deficient in 62% of participants and significantly lower in those with moderate to severe frailty scores. Doctors said 40% of total vitamin C in the body is present in skeletal muscle, directly affecting muscle function. And the other piece of good news is um, <clears throat> a recent study published in the journal Circulation found that three daily servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit, uh, Dr. Gary Nall says um, five to seven of each, could reduce mortality risk and the chances for cardiovascular disease, cancer, and respiratory illness. Uh, the article then goes on to tell us, as if we don't already know this, but okay, maybe some people don't, one reason eating more vegetables and fruits can lower the risk for severe chronic diseases and help promote longevity is that they're a leading source of antioxidants designed to quash free radicals and free radicals are substances that can damage cells and genetic material. So, okay, we know all that, <clears throat> but it's nice that it's being published and other people can know it. Or maybe everybody reads it and says, um, everybody knows that already, which would be great. Uh, an emailed question or two, uh, do I need boron? <clears throat> what is it and why do I need it? And what about vitamin K, do I need that? Yes to both, yes to both for everyone. Boron is a trace mineral found in the Earth's, Earth's crust and water. It's important in human health has never been underestimated. It's shown to have actions against specific types of malignancy such as cervical cancer, lung cancer, uh, prostate cancer. It greatly improves wound healing 
It beneficially impacts the body's use of estrogen, testosterone, and vitamin D. It boosts magnesium absorption. It reduces levels of C-reactive protein. It protects against pesticide-induced oxidative stress and heavy metal toxicity. Um, it's just, a, you know, here's what I do. I drink ionic minerals. And boron is one of those trace minerals. I'm pretty sure boron's in skeletal strength too, but I could be wrong about that. It's definitely in ionic minerals. Those are the tra trace minerals that we need very small amounts of. And there are over 70 of them in there, approximately 70. And also in there is cesium, C-E-S-I-U-M, that stops cancer in its tracks. Um, research released in 2021 by the American Heart Association reveals that higher vitamin K intake is um, lowers the risk of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease and hospitalizations. It reduces arterial calcification. Vitamin K has also been found to strengthen bones and reduce fracture risk lower your risk of developing diabetes, promotes brain health, and reduces inflammation. Uh, there are two forms of vitamin K, vitamin K1 and vitamin K2. So we, we use vitamin K2. It's a multifunctional vitamin that helps build stronger bones, reduce inflammation, promote brain health, it has shown particularly strong protective effects against heart disease. It works synergistically with vitamin K D. And then uh, MK7, the most frequently studied of vitamin K2, is the best one that you can take. And if you want to take it from one of our products, it's in krill oil and cardio assurance. Okay, here's another preposterous story I heard from a woman. Uh, a medical doctor told her that, well, she said, I have Graves' disease. But that's really weird because I don't have a thyroid. I said, oh, was it removed? And she said, no. A medical doctor told her that her thyroid had burned itself out, and therefore she no longer had a thyroid. I'm kind of going to go with that's false. However, you know, I don't know everything. I know very little. Um, <clears throat> and certainly I don't know her body. But she's roughly my age. So, you know, we have to know our bodies a little better than that. I don't know. Do you believe stuff that's false? So intuitively speaking, if somebody told me that, I would say, yeah, I don't kind of believe that. <clears throat> but in the, you know, least even odds and probably pretty good chance that you still have a thyroid, let's feed it with thyroid activator. It nourishes and supports normal thyroid function. The thyroid, as we know, produces hormones that increase energy, regulate metabolism, burn fat, um, low thyroid function can result in dry skin fatigue, low blood pressure, feel, feeling cold or sluggish, 
um, puffiness in the face and around the eyes, hair loss, fluid retention. This formula contains three iodine-rich herbs, since iodine is an essential mineral for proper thyroid function. It also supplies other trace minerals, such as iron, magnesium, potassium, selenium, and zinc. It enhances the immune system. So um, Irish moss, kelp, parsley, watercress, black walnut, and sarsaparilla are in thyroid activator, and I would uh, recommend that. So here we are, October 9th, and we have heard very little about um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, and here's why I think that is. Um, AstraZeneca, manufacturer of two blood blockbuster breast cancer drugs, one of them is tamoxifen, and it's um, still used to prevent and treat breast cancer. It's classified as a human carcinogen by the World Health Organization. So there you go. And if AstraZeneca sounds familiar, I think they're a vaccine manufacturer. So they're making, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. We might even put a T in those, like trillions of dollars profits from uh, vaccines. So they, <laughs> I guess they don't really need to promote Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, they are the originator. They were the originator. So why do you think that during Breast Cancer Awareness Month you never hear the word carcinogen mentioned but, but are barraged a million times over by the word cure? Truth be told, it should be renamed the Breast Cancer Unawareness Month as it has very little to do or nothing to do with um, generating awareness about the true causes of breast cancer like your, your drugs and your vaccines, P.S. And solutions for the breast cancer uh, pandemic, epidemic, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, they it's it has everything to do with making the public focus on presumably not yet existent cures to be produced through the pharmaceutical pipeline somewhere off in the future only after enough money is raised identifying and addressing the the causes of cancer um, like body you know the carcinogens found in foods and in our environment our polluted environment and body care products. Um, the mission of Breast Cancer Awareness Month is to make people think about the very way, the best way to prevent breast cancer is to detect it early. That just makes absolutely no logical sense to me, never did. Um, so, you know, <laughs> mammography, should be avoided. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Susan, the Susan Komen breast cancer charity. Uh, recently, this was a few years ago. I don't know what year this was. 
could be 10 years ago, I don't know. Um, I, I know I heard about it a while back. They partnered with Baker Hughes, a leading a leader in the fracking industry. It's a Houston-based oil field services company that will donate $100,000 um, to Susan Komen and sell 1,000 pink painted drill bits. So, you know, the, the reality is that the carcinogenic dangers of fracking begin at the job site and, and um, extend far beyond. So, women who have breast cancer are three times more likely to develop thyroid cancer and vice versa. Um, iodine displaces chlorine, chloride, bromine, bromide, fluorine, and fluoride. Um, they interfere with the thyroid and those displace iodine. Bromine is found in breads and soft drinks and hot tubs water, toothpaste, oh, fluorine, fluoride. Uh, many medications have chlorine in them, they're contaminants. PCBs interfere with the thyroid. Um, kelp helps excrete some of these chemicals. It benefits the thyroid in other ways. And um, we need uh, seaweeds, you know, our thyroid support. If you have a thyroid problem, I would look to the gut, repair and rebuild the leaky gut. Um, <clears throat> Graves' disease, you may have a selenium deficiency or a deficiency of vitamin D3, which is really a hormone. So there are so many ways we can um, get rid of breast cancer. You know, the, the body created it, the body can uncreate it. Thank you very much for joining me today. Again, my name is Patty, and I appreciate all of the people who listen to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. And also, thank you for shopping at Herbs to Your Health or on the website, www.herbstoyourhealth.net. Bye.